Hello, everybody. Today, we have Ashley Browning here, an art director who's going to give me feedback as an illustrator. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't take an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, professional development, and workshops. We started out with this Joker illustration, and it was such a nightmare that I asked Ashley to help me. So Ashley, tell us about your experience as a creative director. So I have been working in advertising for about 15 years now, and I have done, done it all pretty much. I've worked from print to web, and now mostly in this stage of my career, I work in web design and things like that. Um, and I've had the privilege of working with like everything from small businesses to Fortune 500. So, yeah. And by the way, everybody, I met Ashley through ArtProf. So this is an amazing thing to have somebody on our community join us. So I was floundering <laughs> and I thought to myself at first, I'll just mess around and see what happens, which is okay to get started, but these are a disaster, right, Ashley? Uh, yeah. So put it lightly, they kind of are. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why are they a wreck? So I think one thing, oh gosh, this one's bad. Sorry, Clara. It's really bad. Yeah, I know. Um, I think you might have stretched the type on this one, which is like a huge no-no in design. Like that's like, that'll get you blacklisted. Um, so a lot of it was like how you were having the type interact with your image and, and just kind of how it was interacting in the layout and uh, yeah oh um you don't use decorative type clara unless it's like for very specific and script font should be saved for wedding invitations not really uh not really posters. but you know something everybody you've got to start here nobody's going to jump into this industry knowing exactly what to do and hitting it out of the ballpark. And this is where you really have to put your ego aside. And you really have to say, hey, I'm bad at this. I need help. And a lot of people don't do that. But Ashley, I feel like you've taught me in about two weeks what would have taken me five years to learn by myself. And you've really enjoyed mentoring junior designers, right? I have, I've done that a lot in my career and I just love seeing people's growth and seeing what's possible out there. You have a lot of potential, Clara. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I need to hear this though. People sometimes say, well, isn't this critique hard to take? But I say, no, I'm grateful for the critique because I don't need people massaging my ego. I just want to be told right away how to fix it. So how do you go about navigating that, Ashley? Because I'm sure people have different reactions to mm -hmm. your feedback. What would you say is the range of that? Like the range of reactions? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've had some people think it's like the end of the world. Like they're the worst designer ever. They'll never like, why am I even working here? Or like, I'm being too harsh. But I find that just being straightforward with people and trying not to like... I know personally attack them because <laughs> there there have been you know people in my field that behave that way just like any field but um 
you just have to learn how to have a thicker skin, I guess. <laughs> I was so happy with how straightforward your advice was because you got right to the point. I don't mm -hmm. need my ego padded. I, I have got teenagers who destroyed my ego. So I am totally fine. And I think you do have to have that mindset when you're learning something new, because if you can't take the criticism, you're not going to improve. And mm -hmm. I know some art directors have told me that they'll ask for changes and the illustrator just won't do it. So what do you do? Um, yes, that has happened. Usually you're not going to have a job again after that. Like you have to detach yourself from the work. You have to realize this isn't my baby. This isn't my work anymore. This is for the client. And you have to be very client centered when you're working in a professional environment. So different, the opposite of being a fine artist, which I suspect is one of the reasons this is sort of refreshing for me where I do have a structure and I know what the piece is focused about as opposed to fine art. Sometimes I'm just meandering, <laughs> sometimes for many months, trying to figure out what I need to do. One thing that I started doing was looking at other movie posters, specifically Dune, because that's the movie that I'm going to be making a poster for. But you mentioned, Ashley, that you can do this in a more focused way. So what do you mean by noticing trends in other movie posters? So when I was kind of helping you with this project, I just doing like a quick Google search and you start like, if you look at all the image thumbnails, you start seeing things and patterns in the different movie posters. So like specifically a lot of posters center their type one way or the other. And that kind of gave me the the knowledge to like start telling you to, hey, we should do that because you're training, when you see trends like that, you're training the consumer where to look for information on the page. So you wanna kind of stick to that. The centering is so the opposite because in fine art, I'm always telling people, make it off center, push it to the side. And this just never occurred to me. And there's other visual patterns as well. Sometimes I see that stereotypical multi-head movie poster and it gets a little boring but stuff like that sort of works because you said it's about the immediate read mm -hmm. yeah we want with something like a movie poster we want it to be immediately recognizable because when people are seeing a movie poster out in the real world they may be just seeing it quickly as they're walking through a mall or maybe seeing it like on the side of a building or something like that. So you're not going to be able to grab your customer's attention for very long. So it needs to be like immediately readable and recognizable. Tell us in the chat, what movie posters have you noticed? Because actually I saw some post, it was like greatest movie posters of all time. And one of them was the Rocky Horror Picture Show that was a groundbreaking movie poster. And it's funny how they really imprint themselves on your head. Like West Side Story is such a famous one. And it, it's just wonderful to see the history of posters and how they're different than the ones that are being made today. And what do you say about this one? Like, I'd just like to hear a quick art director critique on this one. This is by James Jean for Blade Runner 2024. Um, I'm like, where's the type? 
<laughs> I like because I look at that. So as someone who's not familiar with Blade Runner, that does this doesn't mean anything to me. This looks like an art piece. Like it doesn't look like a movie poster. I don't know where the type is. You're not giving me like a call to action of any sort as a customer. So it's like I don't think it's super effective as a movie poster. Right, right. It's beautiful art, but does it fit in the context? of a movie poster. And that's what you really helped me with. Cause I kept thinking about the art. I wasn't thinking about the topography, the structure of it, the context of it. Like what you said about, oh, somebody might just see this and they're on the subway and they see it on their way walking out. And I'm not used to that. That context is everything. For me as a fine artist, it's oftentimes, oh, it's going in a gallery. It's the physical artwork. And what struck me about illustration is nobody cares about the physical artwork, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I, I love this. So I think you guys all know that I'm very into my reference photos. And so, of course, I'm watching the movie repeatedly. I'm noticing things in the visuals that I think are key to the story and also are intriguing for one reason or another. So tell us in the chat, who here saw Dune, the movie? Who here has read the book? Who here has done both? And who here knows not anything about what we're talking about? <laughs> now, mood boards are a big part of kicking off the process. But what I thought was interesting, Ashley, is you asked me to make a contact sheet. Can you explain what that is? So contact sheet is just grouping of images and it's just an automated process like you can do in Photoshop or Bridge. Um, specifically for these, when you're showing references to your art director or you're doing a presentation, you don't want to be thumbing through single images. And honestly, it also helps to like kind of group themes together within your images. And it helps, I guess, kind of get the overall like process and theme of what you're trying to say visually. Now, in these contact sheets, I drew particularly from the first movie. But can you pull in just images off the internet? Because these are only seen e internally, right? Yes. So yes, you can pull them from anywhere off the internet. Like in, so in professional settings, we call them tears or swipes, which like back in the olden days that before the internet, they would tear pages out of magazines or books to put on these mood boards. And now we call them swipes because we swipe them off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so in theory, because Dune is a desert landscape, I could just look up desert landscape and put it in the contact sheet? If you, if it's something that you find helpful in inspiring you within your work, yes. It has to be like relevant to the thing. What if I get an image of a desert landscape and we end up using it pretty heavily as a reference? Do we have to go and get copyright permission? No, because if you're going to be using something as a reference, you need, so like our kind of like rule of thumb is you need to change it in at least three different ways to make it yours. And mm -hmm. so you shouldn't be using it so heavily that you're cop making it a direct copy. So therefore right. you shouldn't need like to get copyright permission. We've got three rounds of thumbnail sketches. Now, some of you have seen the shorts 
And I'd love to hear just everybody's take on this process because we've never done this topic. We've never had a graphic designer in a stream. And I'm obviously moving into new territory. So I know some of you probably are never gonna do this, work with an art director, but do you find it interesting and why? Tell us in the chat. All right, round one. Oh God, oh God. <laughs> Yikes, oh God, this is just so embarrassing. But you know, if it's educational, it's okay. I'll embarrass myself for that reason. So I didn't know what I was doing and I just did the fine artist in me going, oh, let's just throw down these sketches. Oh, I'm thinking about this. I like the blue eyes and I did them in marker and yeah what what's your overall take on these first gut reaction was it a uh, <laughs> annoying? um i was like this is kind of a hot mess claire <laughs> now why was it a hot mess um so i mean a number of things you had typically at this stage we do black and white just so that we're not distracting with color we want to see shape and form and yeah and even then like you were still struggling with making like larger shapes larger forms yes. you're writing your notes in the thumbnails which you only <laughs> want to be putting the type that is going to actually be in the poster in there and like some of these like multiple like the eye thing was like i'm not sure if that's going to resonate the way that you want it to resonate um and then your aspect ratio was off like you see you have because i didn't measure it and i'm like so how am i supposed to like if i was going to take these digitally like say you're on a team and you're starting this process and someone's going to be finishing it if i take this work and i look at it i'm like well i don't even know where she wants anything because the aspect ratio is all over the place yeah it, it's a total disaster <laughs> but you know something i am so glad the way you wrote the feedback it was super clear and you made me realize clara just get rid of the blue eye thing it's just dumb <laughs> like you say here it could be in a singular character but it shouldn't be the star of the show it doesn't tell the compelling story and let's stay away from eye close-ups that is so clear to me i'm like okay i'm not doing that <laughs> like, and it's so efficient when somebody you're working with is like that and also just the way you formatted your emails like you get bullet points and the paragraphs and you highlighted key things because it seems like a huge part of this process is communication between the art director and illustrator yes like you can't get very far in this field if you're not a good communicator because as an art director you're going to be communicating with people who are creative but you're also going to be communicating with people in the business who have no clue about anything creative and you have to make them both sides understand what you're saying well one thing that you mentioned to me that i didn't even think about is you said most companies will have some communication platform like Basecamp or hive and that as an illustrator i got to be on there, right? I can't just be like, oh, email it to me. So how does that communication work as far as the tech side of it? So a lot of companies will use their own version of a project management system. So at least at the very baseline, if you're wanting to freelance with an agency with or a larger company, you're going to want to at least know the ins and outs of a basic project management system, how to send messages, how to look up a project, how to 
upload your changes back kind of thing. I imagine that that probably can be a bit of a learning curve. I mean, do you think that an art director is understanding that? Or do you feel like as an art director, you're like, oh, I can't believe this artist doesn't know how to use Basecamp because that's my biggest worry is that I will hold up the process because I'm not so good technically with the platform. Is that a legitimate concern? Or are people like, oh, I understand. You don't know how to do this. Um, I think it should be a legitimate concern because if you're freelancing, the company isn't going to be investing resources into you. You're going to be a resource to them. So for them to like stop and have to train you, that can be frustrating. That can be like a um, something that they're not going to want to revisit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get back into some of the feedback. Negative space. Now, this is something... It never occurred to me how important negative space is in design. And so actually a lot of the process for me with the thumbnails mm -hmm. was just removing big areas, making things more simple. Why is negative space such an important thing? Because we're so image driven. So I think with any layout, you want a place, well, one specifically, you wanted a place in your thumbnails to accommodate the type. But also once you have the type in there, you need the negative space for a place for the consumer's eyes to rest. You don't need them like just bouncing all over the place. Um, you want to kind of use that negative space to lead them through the composition. Now here you say that I as the illustrator rough in the title, but you also said you have to leave room for the names of the actors. But who puts that in? Is that you later when you do the layouts? Yes. The designer will be doing that. And also you pointed out that Dune the movie has a very specific font and I can't just write whatever. How is that important in terms of just the whole marketing campaign of Dune the movie? So using their specific font is lending back to their branding. And again, it's all about consumer recognition. If I'm a consumer and I'm familiar with the brand and I see the Dune font, then I know that that's a part of the Dune universe. And it's all about like making those connections because you may see this, you know, creative on a, a Facebook ad or, a, a you know, somewhere in the subway and you want to be able to make the connection that it's all the same thing. We have a question from Pat. How often does the studio decide to have original art made for an ad campaign rather than photoshopping together promo photos of the actors? I always love to see a painted movie poster. Yeah, there's a huge difference because a painting is not the same thing as when it's 100% photographs that are put together. I mean, that's another way of working. One is not better, but the painted movie posters stand out because not that many people do them anymore. So how, how do you make that decision? How do you say, oh, I'm gonna hire Clara to paint versus, oh, this person who does more digital illustration? So a lot of that would lean upon like the higher ups in the creative department and the business people. The In the professional world, the business people have a lot of say-so, even though they're not the actual creative. They have a lot of say-so in the process of what the final product's going to look like. 
So, I mean, it, it varies on like how often it just depends on, I mean, there may be like a top executive on the business side that's like, I love painted posters. Let's do that instead. So. At the end of the day, the movie executives, they are the final say. Um, More than likely someone on their side. Yeah. Is that challenging? <laughs> it it can be because it doesn't matter like how beautiful as a creative I want to make something. At the end of the day, someone from like the business side could come in and basically wipe that out. What does that feel like? Do they ever just say, nope, start again? Yeah, I've had that happen. Um, I mean, it's a little disheartening, but it, at a certain point in your career, you come to expect it. I mean, they could just have like some silly reason that they're like, I don't like this color. I don't like this because it reminds me of something else. And, you know, you just learn to roll with it. <laughs> By the way, tell us in the chat, how many people here think they might want to work with an art director and in what field? Because actually there's many different types of art directors. There are people who did editorial, people who are at an advertising agency. And I think there's just a lot of misinformation out there that people just think, oh, art directors, they all do the same thing. But it's like, no, it's super specialized. It is. Um, like for instance, I was, I did for like a few years, I did photo art direction. So that means I was working in a studio um, directing photographers and like, and I've also done art direction at like the design level where I'm working at an agency. So it really does like depend on, you know, are you working in-house? Are you working agency? What feel like, what uh, sector are you working in to like determine like what your job responsibility will be? So Ashley, if I wasn't here watching me stumble, how would people figure this out? It's just so opaque. It is. Um, typically, like college is where you kind of figure that out. There is like a curtain behind, you know, over the industry. Like it's a little secretive. And to be able to see some of this stuff, there's a lot of like paywalls or, yeah. you know, you have to go to school to see it. Carolyn says, how much information do you get from the higher ups about what they want and why before you start? I assume they will have an idea of something that works with the artistic vision of the movie. So typically when you're starting a pro any project, but specifically a project like this, you'll get something that's called a creative brief. And usually that's with like, if you're working in an agency, you'll have like the account managers and like the, maybe your creative director meet with the business people and get what exactly like outlining the job. So they may or may not be specific at that point of what they want to see. It really depends on the person, just like in anything. Do you ever get creative briefs that are so vague you don't know what to do? Yes. And <laughs> I've, also gotten, I've also gotten creative briefs where they're so like detailed where I'm like, well, why don't you just do it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now I started doing these on a live stream and you said this was more of the direction you wanted me to go in. Now, why is that? So here you are focusing more on shape. You're getting bigger shapes. Um, you're leaving some room for type. Like think about if you were seeing a movie poster from like, you know, a hundred feet away, this is kind of what you'd see at this point. It's still recognizable. I can tell it's a person. 
So I think it really now, works for that. What do you think of this page? Not from a, I'm going to send this to my art director, but from an artist's point of view in terms of ideation. Do you think this was helpful for me in terms of learning shape and negative space? Yes. So this page looks like some of like the very early exercises that I did when I was in college learning graphic design. This is like, exactly. This is the baby step that you needed to take. <laughs> I think I need to take a few more, but anyway. <laughs> All right. So after my hot mess, I went back. I scrolled through all your feedback. And another thing too is I heard your feedback like eight times. Why do you think that's important? To hear it so many times? For um, me to just keep going over it and referring to it so much. I think you want to try to get as much as much as it changes as possible within each round. You know, like you don't have to keep going like back and forth, back and forth. Because like, honestly, like in a professional setting, the more you go back and forth, the more the they have the chance to like change their mind. Oh, how funny. <laughs> okay. Well, the biggest change you gave for me conceptually is you gave me three buckets. Now, the first bucket was a poster on a single character. And the next one was also the vastness of the world, which is, of course, specific to Dune. And then the last one was multiple elements. And that was so helpful because the first sketch, I was just like, oh, Dune. Okay, Dune. <laughs> there wasn't any focus. And this is what I really desired was that structure to work with. But I have to imagine, Ashley, that not every art director is on top of it like you. And so as an illustrator, what do you do when the art director is not as specific and straightforward? See, that's tougher. You have to try to like put in that structure, at least structuring mm -hmm. your concepts in a way that makes sense. In design, we love to see themes. We love to see oh. buckets of like a singular idea tried multiple times. So if your art director doesn't give you those buckets, it would be best for you to try to like, say this is concept one, concept two, concept three. Is three usually a good number? Yes, it is. <laughs> because that's where I realized that before round two, I was just thinking visual. I wasn't connecting it to the story, which is where the blue eyes <laughs> came in and it's so dumb because in theory everything that you're telling me right now is stuff I have told other people and yet I couldn't do it myself and so I, I think there's a difference between understanding what something is I understand negative space I know that text and image has to work together and yet the application of it was very hard for me why do you think that is I think so I think when you're focusing primarily on the fine art of it, like there's a different, the audience is different. The way that the audience consumes the piece is different. And I think when you start moving in design, you really have to put function above the form or at least make them work together um, on an even playing field. Lou Wolf says, it sounds to me like this is more about marketing than the art. Would it benefit artists to take some business classes to think more like and understand the client? Um, I don't think you necessarily have to take business classes. 
maybe just having like a general idea of marketing. But if you're like an illustrator working in this world, usually you're going to have a lot of feedback and guidance from your art director or from another designer that's going to be helping you. Um, typically when like I've hired illustrators, it's like for a very specific thing. Like I'll say, I need this and I need it to be in this format. And then I take it and drop it into the layout. And that's all that they really need to worry about is just the illustration. All right, let's look at round two. Now, I love that you did these more. Oh my gosh, they were so helpful because there's only so much you can describe text-wise. So explain to us why you do this and maybe what you expect from the artists after they see all this feedback. So just to let you know, I was doing this as much for me as I was for you as well. So <laughs> I started like, obviously like in a lot of them, I moved the, the title into a different area, but the lines that I'm putting in there, like I'm putting in lines for like the cast um, names. And then at the bottom, I'm putting in lines to show like, where am I going to put the movie rating? Where am I going to put some of the you know, like maybe the studio information or what other information. So usually before we start the project, we want to define what the copy or the text on the page is going to be. Um, but that's kind of what I'm like marking in for me to see. So when we get to the next stage, I can kind of like map it out better. I mean, this was so easy for me to fix. The next round that we did, I didn't have to do that much work. I really feel like the second round was the most work in terms of really because the first I mean maybe the first round would have been the most work if I had <laughs> such a terrible job but th this is where I started to feel like the hard work was done because you were then being really clear about what to fix and the fixes were not oh redo the whole thing but there were ones that you just said nope so how do you know that a sketch is a flat out no um if it's not recognizable. So like the one that I said no to here, I I couldn't tell what it was. Like, I'm like, is it a surfboard? I'm like, like at first I'm like, is it a surfboard? I don't know what she's doing. And if I can't tell like within two, three seconds what it is, yeah. then the consumer's not going to be able to tell. Yeah, it was really bad. I don't know what I was doing. It was supposed to be, there's a scene where Fade who fights Paul enters a stadium and there's a cis knife here which is the knife that they use but yeah it does look like a surfboard <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but how what was your reaction when you saw this second round was it better than the hot knife yes yes i saw i saw okay she's getting it some things are starting to click and there were things in here that like i had very little um comments about or things that I saw like had really good potential just with a few, you know, shifts in like the image or where we're going to put the type. Good. <laughs> or Gina says, do you think people and students currently don't understand the art director illustrator relationship, artist studying illustration or painting? I'm 49 and never learned in school in painting. Um, do they not understand? I, I think... <laughs> I think, like, honestly, like, the best understanding you're going to get is being thrown in the deep end of the pool. Like, mm -hmm. that's how we all learn. 
because no matter like how structured a school is, you getting critiqued from your professor is not the same as getting critiqued from a client or getting critiqued from a professional in the creative field. 7A wants to know, do you feel like graphic design classes fully prepared you for the environment? I think graphic design classes plus an internship fully <laughs> prepared me for the environment. Now, did you do an internship? I did do an internship. Yep. <laughs> and it, it was older. good. It was a smaller company and I had a lot of room to make mistakes. So does everybody see Ashley sent me both things? a text description of the feedback and the markups. And between the two, there was just no hesitation. I'm like, okay, move this, this, and this. And I felt like this was so easy. I mean, I'm so used to being the one in charge. That I was like really happy for somebody else to give me that direction. Okay, so round three, you have not seen round three yet. And no. so we're gonna get your first reaction to round three, because I guess what I'm the most worried about is that an art director will think I'm lazy or think I'm not listening to them. And I just really want to show the art director I'm trying the best I can. <laughs> All right, so let's look. And I was actually saying that maybe at this stage it would have been better for me to shift to digital because a lot of the stuff you were talking about was like move this up and down so it wasn't that i had to redraw things but that you were asking me to shift the location of various things so why was this a light bulb moment for me oh gosh claire i'm so proud of you it's like you're taking your step as like a little baby graphic designer because oh. i think at this point you are finally realizing that the, the image and the text is like a family, like they need to interact with each other. So by you having the people kind of walk in the text and like walk between it, it's like you're integrating the two. It's not like a separate concept for you anymore. And I'm like, yes, yes, that is like the best. <laughs> well, you told me to do that. You said, oh, it'd be cool. If, and I just did it and I was like, oh my God, it looks so much better. I mean, I hope you guys see the difference between the two. I mean, it's so awkward, the placement in the one on the right. And it's like the one on the left. It just feels so cohesive, but it's got room to breathe. It's like, oh my God, isn't that, doesn't that feel, I hope it feels good for you as an art director. <laughs> yes, it does. Now, this is the original. And you can see you asked me to move the couple, Paul and Shawnee, to the left. But mm -hmm. I mean, really, most of these changes are because I'm terrible at text. So why did you suggest to move the text from the top to the middle? So <clears throat> I think it had more drama, like in the center, and also just kind of like following trends. A lot of movie posters put their, their title down in the center. And I'm so glad that you like darkened everything up and you left like space and room for the type now. <laughs> this one too, wasn't a huge change. I actually fixed the people because here they were sort of in the middle. And then on the new one, I had the coming in from the left because I wanted it to look like there were more people that you saw going off the page. What do you think, Ashley, about me going in and making a change like that? Is it okay if it's cosmetic or do you just want me to keep everything the same and only make your changes? 
Um, so honestly, that kind of depends on the art director. If if I were to do this, if I was the illustrator, I would do one where they exactly the way that they asked for, and then I would do a second one with your additional change to it. This one was really bad, but it's so much better. <laughs> I can't believe how much better it looks. It's like magic. And I didn't have to come up with it. So am I getting better? I hope. You are. You are getting so much better. This is like my favorite one. I think this one has enough drama that could really draw people in. Oh my God, I feel so much better. Now, am I an illustrator? And, and tell me to the point, um, would you hire me again? Or would you say she's too much of a noob? No, I think I would hire you. Oh, good. <laughs> we have a question from Uma. As an art director, do you factor in the amount of time giving feedback to illustrators or how long it takes to get the vision to a finalized concept in terms of deciding an illustrator to work with? Um, yes, honestly, yeah. Like if I have to go back like, you know, 10 rounds with someone just to get it to like a place where it's going to look decent, then I, I'm not going to waste my time hiring that person again. We want to get it within like three rounds, honestly, mm -hmm. at least at the thumbnail and concept stages. We don't want to go past that. So this was acceptable in terms yes. of the number of rounds. It was, it was. <laughs> Now, what do you do if you have an illustrator like that? Like, it's not getting it. You're on round five. Do you just put down the axe and just go with whatever? Or do you just fix it for them? Um, I think at that point, I would just fix it. Because, like, you have to remember, the art director's on a deadline, too. Like, we have deadlines. And the art director, since we're, like, directly working, we are the company, basically. Um our job's at stake if we have to like keep going back and forth back and forth kind of thing and we don't hit our deadlines and you said that the turnover rate and deadlines are tight right they can be especially agency side agency more so than in-house um you know you may have someone in the business or marketing side take up a good portion of the time they may go over their time and since creative is kind of more towards the bottom in the process like as far as timelines um, if they eat into your time, then your timeline gets shorter. <laughs> Yikes. Karasu's asking, how is designing movie posters for indie films premiering at small festivals? How is that different than the big studio movies? Um, probably because you're designing with a smaller team, I would assume with an indie poster, you may not have as many like stakeholders who are going to be being able to make comments or make decisions which might actually be better as a workflow, especially if you're starting out, having like the less people in the process might just make things easier. <laughs> now, at this stage, would you say to me, okay, we got it. I really like this one on the left. Let's move forward. And if you did say that, what would be the next step? So, yes, I think that at this point we could move forward and... The next step would be to kind of mock this up digitally. So I would either take this, your art director or whoever that does the design work would take this. They would either take the thumbnail and put it into Illustrator or they would basically like mock up the bigger shapes in Illustrator. And then we'd start laying digital type on top of it so that we can actually get the full ratio. Because while this is like 
nice and it does like reflect what the type looks like it's not like an accurate representation of what it's going to look like in the page and then when does the actual painting come into play i think like right after this gets <clears throat> laid out for a rough in illustrator then the painting can start because then you're going to see exactly where things need to hit for the type because even like taking this in if i was doing this i would probably need to make some adjustments here and there and then once I get that final I would send it back to the illustrator and say okay this is what it's finally going to look like I need to make sure that you know these certain points in your illustration are going to hit these measurements on the page so that I have room for type does everybody see it seems like the final painting is a small piece of this process the ideation period is very very long so real quick we are putting together <clears throat> some graphic design resources. Ashley did a great job of sending me all kinds of free places and also told me about some places with paywalls because it really, really does help. So we're still obviously building up the graphic design content, but I am planning on several pages that document this process that give you lots of information like Uma's asking about pay scale. So we'll try to have that information probably up in the next two weeks or so. Hope you guys can join our Discord and we will be doing a Discord chat right after the stream. You wanna meet and post live streams. I know there are a bunch of questions we didn't get to, so I will definitely be in there helping people. Join our Patreon group. We have weekly voice sessions with staff where you can share your art, you get support from me and very long written critiques as well. But most of all, you find support in a small group of artists. Art Prof has services, artist calls. We also have personal art curriculums, artist statement editing, and portfolio critiques. Thank you so much to our amazing top Patreon supporters who are making everything here possible. Without you guys, our our ship would sink in about two minutes. Visit artprof.org. We have tons of content that's not on YouTube. Use the search bar. Artprof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And subscribe to our channel for more tutorials, critiques, and business tips. And thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on the stream. This is amazing seeing behind the scenes what actually goes on. I hope that really helps you guys a lot. Thank you. Yay. Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you next time.